Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. I am with you today for Season 3, Episode 76, Focus Target. Uh, we are recording on a Friday this time instead of our normal our normal Tuesday, so uh, sorry for being a little bit late this week. Uh, but we had some scheduling conflicts. Real life always comes first, but uh, we squeezed it in. We wanted to get here uh, in front of you in time. And so on uh, today, February 12th, year of our Lord 2021, we are going to bring you our Mandalorian recap which, due to the nature of the news of the day with the Mandalorian, may turn into that cult, that cancel culture podcast we've been promising for a little while. So, strap on your hats, give us a little bit of leeway if you're listening today. We we're we're going to try and talk about some serious stuff uh, in this podcast, but we'll try to keep it a little bit light too with Mandalorian. I'm joined today by my uh, co-hosts, as always. It is uh, Van, and is that Shy? The person is the same, but the location is different. What's going on there, Shy? Uh, I moved uh, over the last weekend and uh, same building. I moved like 30 feet over, but uh, some of our listeners may have heard in previous podcasts, some background thudding in the background. And (laughs) short story about that the last year and a half, I basically lived underneath a man who is technically crazy, I believe, and who would just pound on the floor and make noise and work on projects in his apartment day in and day in and night out. Um, so this is great. I've been here almost a full week. I've been sleeping great. This is it's a smaller, more um, compact apartment. That's great for me. So that's, that's wonderful. You know, when we lived in an old apartment, we had a guy below us who we called smoker Joe, who was just like a really grumpy dude who, if we made any noise, he'd bang on the ceiling. And he, and it didn't, I don't know why he cared, because he was never in his apartment. He was always out on his patio smoking. And so anytime we opened the door, the smoke would come up and, and stink up our house. We hated that guy. So, like, we know what is, you know, I've had an experience of, like, how annoying a neighbor can be. And so I, I'm happy for you that you've got a little, like, one of the happiest things when we bought this house was, like, no more Smoker Joe. And, yeah, we didn't know his real name, so we was was that an apartment that we van and i saw when yes we were that, was, for... that was in, as a matter of fact that was the one that we did our our live podcast in on the second floor it was a mm. all right yeah was, i feel like i remember that. you telling us that when we showed up i feel like you remember being like <laughs> now guys be quiet because otherwise yeah. these guys are gonna start pounding oh, on the floor fuck, he's gonna yeah. be a, he's just, you know and i get it you know sometimes sometimes you're as you know your upstairs neighbors can be annoying it's annoying when people are pounding on the floor you you've, you're on the other side of it but uh yeah so good for you, Shy. That's cool. Van, you're still in your normal place, but and you're still using your same technology, right? For now. Yes. Yes, I am for now. But for now. after today's software slash hardware debacle, um, I told Shy in a rage that I will be certainly buying a webcam today, so I can start my OnlyFans as well. We'll we'll all look forward to that. Gotta make money um, somehow, right? <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, before we get into the Mandalorian and, and, and the other related topics, let's do our quick question of the day. Today's question of the day, uh, you know, last week we talked a lot about GameStop and we all have a lot of memories. Uh, you know, we all, I think, shop at GameStop to some extent these days, um, maybe not for much longer, depending on how the company does. But, um, you know, we uh, what, what, what about other places? You know, there's a lot of great places to buy video games throughout throughout the history of, of, of our great nation. So share us a memory today of uh, a video game store that you used to frequent that was not GameStop. Uh, let's start with Shy because he looks a little bit perkier. 
<laughs> we all know Vance is making refaces right now. Um, I was looking at the uh, stock value of GameStop. <laughs> nice. Yeah, was, is that was that Robinhood? No. Um, I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cheat on this question a little bit or my answer. So, one. <laughs> nice. Uh, one of the, uh, not even game, the, the place that I used to see the most games as a young child was actually not at game stores. My mom didn't like video games. Um, I always was forced to tag along with her, obviously, as a, as a young, as you know, young medium age child. Um, but we, we'd often go to like uh, large wholesale, like retailers, like Costco or up in uh, Pacific Northwest. We had a chain called Fred Meyer that was similar to Costco. And a lot of times they had like their like video game section. Um, that's where I first got to try my first Virtual Boy. Like they had a demo of the Virtual Boy setup. I don't know if you guys remember. They always like when I was young, they always had to comp- like test computers. Like you could like walk up and like try out you know Windows ninety six or whatever. And they often had like you remember those old computer games like the the snow the ski free. I think it was called ski free, where the abominable snowman would show up, or like yeah. the snake yeah. game. You could like you had to like maneuver around like. Without hitting your own tail, get longer, yeah. Um, but um, I, the very first game I actually remember buying was actually SimCity 2000 for PC. Um, my, my parents had they had an old 286, 286 PC that a guy from our church who knew computers upgraded to a 486, so you know, 286 to 486. Mm. Um, and it was within specs to play <laughs> SimCity 2000. I think I'd done some work and I actually had some money. and I, I remember looking at it and being like, oh, this game looks so cool. And I bought it and installed it on my parents' computer. They let me use the computer and it was uh, it was pretty fun. And like as like a 10-year-old kid or whatever, I was all about like zoning and like setting up plumbing for the city. And then like I learned about disasters and hack like cheat codes. So then I would like send all these disasters at my city. It was pretty warped and demented, I guess, but um it was it was cool. SimC two thousand was a great game. Great game. And, and Snake, I never, I never played Snake on anything other than my very first cell phone. It was, it was on my first cell phone, the old Nokia-like brick that you can like kill somebody with because it's so indestructible. Um, the only game that came with on mine was Snake. And so I played a lot of Snake on there, and, and it was great. It was, it was the precursor to the modern cell phone game. Do you know what SimCity wasn't great? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> was it just called SimCity by chance? No, well, I, I don't know. What was, no, well, because the original SimCity was just called. Yeah, SimCity. no, I think that was City, that was great. SimCity Five. What did they have? I think it was four or five. Yeah, well, um, those crazy ones. I'm here. I have SimCity for the Super Nintendo, and what? it's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's great. I guess I knew that it was on console, but I, I just yeah. can't picture playing SimCity with a controller. It, it is, like... it is strange, but it's not that. I mean, it make it, it's fine. Like it, it doesn't. And the thing is, it's it is it's, it's a lower version. Like it, it's not. SimCity 2000, like it doesn't have the cool like terrain editing and like SimCity 2000 was amazing. That was an incredible game. game I spent a lot dope. of time with that as well. But <laughs> even the regular, the old SimCity, that was it was a fun game. I have some good memories of that with my stepdad, who's who's passed on. I feel like one uh, thing we missed really quickly is uh, just an amendment. Maybe you caught this, but happy to Lunar New Year's, everyone. It, Ooh, as happy we record this Lunar on the day itself. Yeah, yeah, going hey fat Choi. The year of the ox. The year of the ox, indeed. Uh, all right, Van, what about you? Get off your phone and tell me about uh, something that you have a memory of, video game related. Video uh, store mine related. was an EB Games. Do you guys remember EB? Oh, yeah. Electronic EB Boutiques. We'll That's get the there. one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so inside the uh, our local mall here, we had an EB Games, which is really awesome because you can go in there and play all of the peripherals as yeah. shy mentioned so for some reason one of my most memorable ones so i guess i guess the nintendo thing you just said it what the hell is that stupid virtual, virtual, virtual boy. boy um so i guess a virtual boy all 
be it a shitty console was very impactful because my <laughs> biggest memory was from it. And you've already mentioned it too in one of your memories as well. But I remember going to, to the mall, being dropped off because um, that's where all the cool kids hung out when we were young whippersnappers. So my dad dropped me off at the mall and I wanted to go to EB to check out the virtual boy. What was all the rage? And I went in there and after three minutes getting a headache, I just walked out and went to Cinnabon. And it was a great time. Mm. You know, my, my, my story is going to be fairly similar, um, but I grew up in a small town in the mountains called Estes Park, and um, they, there were no video game stores in Estes Park. There was, like, literally nowhere. The only way you could potentially buy a video game is sometimes the video, the movie, like the VCR, what do they call them, VHS yeah. and, and video rental game place. rental places would sell used copies that didn't rent very well they they put them on and like like i remember i was able to buy secret of mana from that place at, at a pretty at a pretty sharp discount which i like saved up all my money so i could buy secret of mana i was very excited for that um because i loved that game and i rented it all the time but uh in essence itself there was nowhere to get games so if you wanted a game you had to drive like 40 minutes to an hour to go to one of the larger cities you know in in the valley as we called it um because we're all up in the mountains and you go down to the valley to you know to go to like wherever you want to. And so uh, I always remember as a kid, like it was always very exciting when I would get to go, we'd go down to the mall in, uh, in Longmont most, most commonly. And as Van said, they had an electronics boutique there. And I thought that was like the coolest thing, a whole awesome store just for video games. And I would, I would go there every time. And usually I would like save up my money, save up my allowance or whatever in between that way I'd have enough when I went to be able to get a game. And then of course, you know, you get the game, but then you're still an hour from even being home. So then like I would drive, we'd be driving home and I'd like open up the manual and be reading the manual and stuff. Like, yeah, like just getting, getting Melling ready the cellophane. for it. Like it was, it was very, it made a uh, video game buying very, like there's a lot of anticipation and excitement. Like it was not instant gratification by any sense of the imagination. So I think as a kid, it really hyped up a lot of those games for me. So when you mentioned opening things, yeah. go ahead, Chuck. No, you I was going to say, speaking of opening things, like one of my favorite pastimes is opening up magic cards. They just, yeah. I don't know what it is about the cellophane and the smell and everything. It's just, there's something there, something magical about those magic cards. Next time you come out, we're just going to go buy some magic cards. Did we do that last time? We bought a, we did we, that one we time. Bought a box. double booster. Yeah, double <laughs> box. That's right. <laughs> Let's do that again. That's fun. It's good that was, yeah, we all pitched in like $15 and got a $60 booster box or something like that. Yeah. Oh, for frankincense, Frank frankincense. Oh no, I was talking about that time you came to to my to my uh, place when you stayed for business. Remember, you stayed for a couple of days. So like last time I saw you per, in person. Yes, you? no, I think we had our own packs. Didn't, I think I brought one. I maybe brought, you brought. Maybe you just. Yeah, brought I brought it. a new pack. Okay. I brought a new head-to-head, -head, a duo pack. A duo pack. I remember we played. Uh, yeah, I remember that. It was one I got for Sheeny for Good Christmas. Stuff. She didn't play, so I just took it to you. <laughs> we played. Her, her her trash is my treasure, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's good. I mean, now, if you, our listeners, have any video game store-related memories you'd like to share with us, uh, please do so. We will we'll pass our information along for you to do that at the end of the show. So let's get to the – oh, what you got? You got one last cleanup corner? So real quick, um, just to follow up on our huge conversation from last week about GameStop yeah. holding the line, um, it doesn't seem like they're holding the line. <laughs> so before the, before the jump, um, GameStop stock was, like, hovering around 36, 38. And it's already down to 54 from a high of like $375 at one point. 
So right. it's hit the other side and it's coming down. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was probably. I mean, that, that's what we predicted. Once, once the, yeah. once the, uh, you know, the excitement, right? Yep. Kind of. And people want to cash out. in, and money is what money is. So. But I mean, I, I would think the fact that the stock hasn't completely tanked means that they have held the line at least to a degree. Like. Right. I mean, from what I understand, like the point of that is to buy it at whatever it was and really drop it way, way down, potentially to, to zero. So if it's still trading higher now than it was, like that's that's something that's. Yeah, they haven't the, earned any money. That's right. All right. Anything else before we proceed? All right. Mandalorian then. Um, so uh, how do you remember what episode number it was? Shy, can you refresh us for, I know you looked at it before that we did our season one recap or our part one of season I think we, two. I think recap. we did one through four. I think we right. actually split it halfway. Yeah. So that would be, um, I think totally that would be episode. We'd be starting with episode 13. No, I'm sorry. I meant what, which of our podcasts? Oh, no, I didn't look at it before. Oh, okay. I'll take, okay. Oh, I found it. So it is. Um, so if you, want to go back and recap the season one and season two, one through four, that was uh, season two, episode 68 that we did that. So um, what are we on now? 78, 75, 76. Did we, did we miss a number? No, 75 was last week, All 76. Right. So, so that was eight episodes ago. So if you want, uh, if you want a refresher on that, go back right now, listen to it. We, we talk about season one and ep- and season two, episodes one through four. Today, we're going to talk about episodes five, six, uh, seven, and eight, and then maybe a little bit of prognostication, what we think the future holds. Uh, there's a lot of additional shows announced um, coming up in, in set in, in the Star Wars universe. So uh, lots to talk about. We'll see what we can get through. Um, but let's do a quick plot recap. Uh, so we had four episodes um, and a lot of big cameos in those four episodes. Um, so at the end of episode four, we, well, I think it was actually the end of episode three. And then four was kind of one of those filler episodes where they kind of did. I remember they had to go do that raid for some yeah. reason. You on know, the like tower, that. the big yes, tower with the, the lava and on back on, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With so fish like, boy. The wooden yeah. fish boy who's so annoying. Yes. Yeah, so, fish boy. <laughs> so, he, so, he, so they got that out of the way, but then we had been teased that he had to go find Ahsoka Tano, uh, a, a Jedi uh, from, you know, the, the pre- the pre-rebellion days um, who nobody kind of knew what had happened to. Obviously that was uh, for people who've watched the clone wars animated series where she is featured prominently. Um, She was Anakin's Padawan in in between the uh, events of episodes two and episodes three before he, his fall to the dark side. And she's kind of a very beloved character. Um, She's kind of one who's featured heavily, I think in a lot of uh, Star Wars video games and stuff. Like I remember she was a big, a big player in like uh, Star Wars galaxy of heroes. She was kind of one of the poster characters. Uh, So that's how I, knew more about her because i haven't watched a lot of the clone wars but uh anyway if now if you've watched the mandalorian you've gotten to meet her as well because in in the uh, in chapter 13 which is episode five of season two um you know mando goes to 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 find her he goes to the planet uh corvus to find out that she's there she's in kind of a grudge match with this imperial warlord um and she's basically like stalking the city and she's basically taking the city on by herself and 
doing a pretty good job of it, it seems. Um, but maybe basically Mando finds her, uh, agrees to help her uh, take the city, and basically asks her to to take Grogu. That's his mission for the second season is to find Grogu's people, find the Jedi who can who can take him and 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 do what needs to be done. Um, I say him. I, I don't know. I, I Grogu. I don't know if we know Grogu's gender. I shouldn't assume his gender. That's the kind of thing gets you canceled these days. Um, what are they called? Bait? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. In terms of if they ever use gender pronouns, I don't remember. I don't think they do. They just call them the baby. The, the yeah, package. It. The, yeah, the asset. The, this is also when we learn his name, right? Ahsoka Tana yes. is the one who actually tells yes. it, you know, because he's been the child up until now. The child, and, baby and Yoda, she, right? Yeah. So, Wouldn't yes. that be a nice plot twist if Grogu was a girl because everybody's assuming it's a boy? That that actually would be a good plot twist. And, like, there's no, I mean, green's, he's like green skinned with brown brown clothes it's not really i guess it's a little bit masculine grogu the I, child species yoda gender male oh i wonder where they get that from though i do hmm. yeah all right so maybe so maybe i'm cool but regardless uh they, they find out his name's grogu but basically ahsoka tano says you know i can't really help you with with, with this i'm not really i'm not really you know trained to padawan he's you know a little bit too old for that and i'm not really in the position to do that i don't really remember what her excuses were um but we do find out that ahsoka is hunting another very famous character from the background of the star wars universe which is of course grand admiral thrawn um for those who don't know grand admiral thrawn was the primary villain in the heir to the empire series which was the first set of star wars novels that was released after return of the jedi that was like officially sanctioned by lucasfilm to be canonical um and they're fantastic books if you haven't read them you should check them out even though they've been non-decanonized as it were um but he was a he was a very cool villain in that book series and then after disney took over they did bring him back for was it the star wars rebels series i think is where he shows up but so he has been reintroduced into the canon and so it was kind of exciting to see that obviously something's going on there with ahsoka and and grand admiral thrawn um we don't get any more of that for the rest of the season that's kind of the last we see of that little subplot but um it leads us into one of the announcements that that lucasfilm made that there's going to be a whole series dedicated to Ahsoka Tano and we'll probably get a little bit more about what she's doing. So in a way, this was kind of the tease for that series. Any thoughts on that episode, gentlemen, that you guys want to chip in on? Yeah, I, I had two thoughts. Um, yeah. I loved when he they found out Grogu's name and he's talking to Ahsoka and then he started using Grogu's name and Gro, like, Grogu's just so adorable. Yeah. Grogu will like, keep looking up at him whenever he uses yeah. the name. Um, <laughs> yeah, that but, was cute. My biggest takeaway from that episode was seeing him fight Ahsoka when they first meet because she doesn't know who he yeah. is. She doesn't know what he's there for. We are, we don't know if he's going to fall through with this contract. I don't think we thought he would, but you know what I mean? And they have this pretty epic fight. And I think it's the first time, um, you know, in, in episode six, yeah, in episode six, you know, you see Boba Fett kind of just like, like he just kind of dies, like with like like kind of oh, like you mean Return, not... Return of the Jedi episode yeah. six, not yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, six. oh man, yeah, that was bad. That was yeah. bad. <laughs> Sorry, bad information sure you... there. Yeah, man, in, in Star in the movies, episode six of the movies. I mean, Boba Fett, as cool as he looks, it's kind of just like a throwaway character, and you just like yeah, our Mandalorian's kind of wusses, like yeah. <laughs> like he, that's a lame duck. But like in this episode, it really goes to show that a Mandalorian can go like head to head with a Jedi, and like potentially 
beat them. Like the power of the the power of the best car armor being able to like handle lightsabers is something we've never seen before. You know what I mean? Like that's it's I don't know. That, I thought it was such a cool scene and probably one of the, like the highlights of the whole like series was just that confrontation between her and him and just seeing that, that how that would work. Yeah, it was clear Boba Fett didn't have the best car in his armor. His was, you know, I mean that seems fair. Like from what we've seen of the other Mandalorians even in the show, they didn't all, they weren't all like all decked out in Beskar like he was, like he was that way because he, you know, he got, he got that big contract at the end of the, even him, you know, he only had the pauldron for, for quite a while. And even the, the guild leader said, Hey, you know, this is going to make you a target. Yeah. Right. Like, this is oh, so yeah. rare and so valuable. Yeah. Like nobody has this. You're, yeah. so you're going to stand out. Cause that's what I, I heard somebody saying that like, well, why, why doesn't, why doesn't Boba Fett, you know, why isn't he able to do the same things? But it was clear his armor wasn't made of best car. Like you could just yep. tell from looking at it. So. Oh, remember that that first plate that he got? He was yeah. able to get his shoulder Pauldron. piece as well as donate like some crazy amount of money to the guild and and yeah. to the kids and everything. So it just goes to show how freaking rare that stuff is. Yeah, without a doubt. So <clears throat> then we go to chapter uh, episode six. Right. And so now what we did get from Ahsoka, I didn't mention this in episode five, is she said, well, listen, I can't help you with this with this game, but there's a temple on the planet Tython that you could take him to and he can do a little like force resurgence thing and kind of shout out into the force. And and if somebody there's a Jedi out there who is able to help, he'll hear him and he'll be able to come. And so Mandalorian's like, all right, I guess that's where we're going. (laughs) And so they roll up over there. But um, unfortunately, uh, the Imperials show up as well, and, and uh, Moff Gideon has returned uh, to, to to claim his asset. And so, a couple things go on that are that are pretty big in this one. Um, we also finally get a Boba Fett sighting. So we we kind of had uh, we thought that maybe Boba Fett was going to come into it after what happened earlier in the se- the, the uh, in the first episode where he finds his armor and everything. Uh, well, you know, here comes Boba Fett. He wants his armor back from the Mandalorian, and uh, so they have a they have a, a whole confrontation fight. The chick, the little sniper chick from season one, who. Um, if you remember, I think it was episode five in season one. There was a, a bounty that he took on Tatooine uh, to, to bring this this girl. And he kind of teams up with with some rookie bounty hunter who then tries to double cross him. And uh, we think this girl gets killed. But if you remember at the very end of that episode, a shadowy fig- figure kind of looms over her what looks like her corpse but she's obviously found and so now we've come now we kind of close the loop on that and it was boba fett who we knew was on tatooine or i would say we suspected was on tatooine from episode one um come so they've teamed up she kind of owes him a debt since since he he saved her life after after her last encounter with the mandalorian and um uh they 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 kind of fight and scrap uh, but then when the imperials show up they blast Mando's ship completely into smithereens. Like they, they just hammer it. It's gone. And they go to try to take Grogu, who's at the top of the mountain on the temple, communing with the Jedi while, while Mando's trying to protect him from Boba Fett. And I'm sorry, I forget the other chick's name. Fennec, I think. Yeah. I think it's Fennec. Um, and then those super droids too. 
Yes. Yeah. The like dark troopers, the dark troopers, right? dark troopers <laughs> which yeah. uh, is also a cool callback for anybody who's played uh, the Reb- the Kyle Katarn games, the rebel star Wars, dark forces um, was all about the dark troopers. Uh, so that was, that was a cool call- callback to old school star Wars video games. Um, anyway, long story short, the empire gets Grogu because Boba Fett's too dumb to grab his jetpack and just zip up the mountain. For some reason, he leaves his jetpack on the ground and, and tries to run. Uh, I never really understood what was, what was going on with that thought process other than not thinking in the heat of the moment, but device. yeah, yeah. Well, he couldn't, couldn't get there and save him. Otherwise what, what are we going to do the rest of the, the series? Um, but he, he basically makes peace with Boba Fett. He finds out that Boba Fett's father, Django Fett was a father, right? Was a foundling. Um, and so he was like, there, there was always, especially since, so much everything so much of what we knew about boba fett was decanonized right when disney took over so what 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 was jango fett actually a mandalorian or was he a guy who used the mandalorian's iconic armor but wasn't really a mandalorian we we didn't really know canonically anymore what the case was with that and so now we we know the story of jango fett that he was actually a mandalorian foundling and had earned his armor legitimately um and so because of that, um, Mando's cool with them and he agrees in, uh, Boba Fett agrees in exchange for giving him his armor back, he will help Mando rescue, uh, the child. And so they go off to do that. Um, but of course, since, uh, this is the Mandalorian, they have to muster their troops first. Right. So, um, we get to chapter seven where they basically need to, what is it? Don't they need to like find Gideon's ship somehow? They need the coordinates, I think. Yeah. Um, and the only way to do so was from an Imperial site, like to yes. hack into their mainframe computers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So they basically have to go to this Imperial planet. Um, in order to get in, they go back and find another former uh, former friend. Um, they First they get uh, Cara Dune, who is uh, the, the Republic trooper who has helped mando many times in the past basically by saying hey they took the kid i need your help um uh, but then they need they need somebody who has a little bit more uh inside access and so they go back to uh recruit migs mayfield migs was the one from season one where he tries to pull the heist with uh, a group of unsavory unsavory fellows the double crosser Yes, who they tried they had to spring the guy out of the prison ship and then they do and they double cross him. And in the end, when we get left with that, Miggs, as well as the two or three of the other ne'er-do-wells are left locked in the prison ship to basically be arrested by the Republic. And so fast forward to now, he's on like a, he's in like a, a work camp for prisoners yeah. um, and basically using uh, Cardoon's access, they're able to spring him from jail and say, listen, um, you need to help us do this. And then we're going to probably bring you back here and, uh, you know, put you back into prison, but it's that, or we'll just kill you. And so he's like, all right, I guess I'll help. Um, so he goes, he helps, he kind of has a, you know, they, they talk about some, some kind of deeper conversations about the nature of, of life in the galaxy and, and stuff. Uh, he has kind of, a, a emotional moment when, uh, when he's, you know, 
we find out that he was a former imperial soldier and he went through some some crazy shit in battle and you know he kind of comes up against one of the old commanders of a battle that ended up killing a lot of people he knew uh which kind of puts him in a in a little bit of a funk uh, but anyway a lot of a lot of cool stuff it's a cool episode but they get the they eventually they get the codes and at the end um they decide to let Miggs bayfield go free um they decide to report that he was unfortunately killed in battle and so um, he he kind of they they kind of he kind of has a little bit of a redemptive arc there, uh, and then they prepare for the rescue of of Grogu. So anything you guys want to chip in on those on on those episodes? I yes. feel like I'm just talking the whole there's, time. Yeah, there's please. a big a big. I mean, I thought a big part of the episode was the fact that um, the Mandalorian has to take his helmet off for an extended oh, period of time. Yeah. I was just going to say that a bunch of people see him, that. and it. I don't know. That really bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> me too. But, Always bothers me. Yeah. My wife hates it. Sheeny hates it when he takes off his helmet. Well, that that means they've done their job because he hates it when he <laughs> takes off his helmet. So that means you have really understand his character and 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 feel his his needs. Well, she just thinks he's so much sexier with his helmet on. And then he takes it off, and he's not as good looking as she imagines. Well, have Have you ordered a helmet fair. yet, Van? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey. No surprise for you. Come home with a Mando helmet on. <laughs> Do it. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, bro. You got, you got an opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, no, that was huge. And I mean, I mean, I think obviously the the big deal about that is it shows obviously how much he cares about the kid, right? Yeah. That that before when we first met him, like he would die before taking off the helmet. In fact, he was willing to die at the end of season one. And the only reason he allowed his helmet to be removed was because the caveat was, well, you're not, you're a droid. You're not actually a person. So I like, it's like, I can take my helmet off in front of a refrigerator. So why can't I take it off in front of you? But this, I think is the first time we've ever seen him take his helmet off in front of a person. And he never would have done that before, but obviously he cares more about Grogu than even his own code. Like it's become his number one, his number one motivator. And so this, I thought it was pretty sweet. I don't, I don't know. Do you think there's any like foreshadowing or any implication of him distancing himself from the old ways of the Mando by taking off his helmet? Like, like instead of I'm going to stick to everything, the code a hundred percent, the way it always is, except for this one time, or, Hey, maybe we could bend the rules a little bit and I'm going to start to stray off somewhat for the rest of my foreseeable future. I, I think it's certainly, indicates that he has begun to he he's not quite as dogmatic in his views right that he says maybe there are more important things like he thinks more about it i think so i I would agree that yes like especially where where the season ends up right that could very well come into play shy what do you think yeah i mean i think just the fact that he did take it off shows that he's changing his views i what kept right. going through my head and i don't know like why i thought of this but i'm really waiting now for him to run into old school like the, his cult or whatever that he was part of if if, if you know right like yeah. and and because that seemed to be a, a catchphrase was like when Have you taken or whatever off your mask? exactly yeah. and like you know I, I think of him as a man of integrity in this show i think of him as a straight shooter so i'm 
hoping that he's honest. And I don't, I don't, right. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be, but I, it would, I would be really disappointed if he was, if he tried to play it as if he hadn't, because, right. you know, like, because May, because Mayfield was the only one who saw him take it off. So there's a good chance that he could lie and no one would know the wiser except the viewer, which might be make for a more interesting story. I don't know. Um, yeah. That, that, that'll be interesting. And he is almost certainly to come up uh, in the future as, as I think we'll get to here as we get to the end of the next episode, which is of course the rescue. So, uh, you know this this was this was your 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 basic finale right the whole crew comes together they form a plan they bust into moff gideon's ship they gotta rescue grogu they do they fight their way through there's a lot of a lot of heroics uh by all involved but when they finally get to the to the end moff gideon is pretty much ready for them the dark troopers which they basically jettisoned out into space that was their whole thing is get those dark troopers off the ship well they can survive in space they just came right back and now everybody's kind of trapped on the bridge the dark troopers are coming moff gideon's there like yo i'm gonna you, you guys are done um you know and then lo and behold a lone x-wing comes across the 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 the, the bridge shield, windows, the, the bridge windows. Were, yeah uh, who, who is that luke skywalker's music uh a mysterious jedi cuts through every one of the dark troopers with no trouble just very reminiscent i thought of the way darth vader just like freaking hammers those rebels in at the end of uh, rogue one where he just kind of like is very similar oh, yeah. uh, imagery i thought yeah. of, of the shadowy figure just kind of blocking everything and cutting his way through and basically an unstoppable force you know i mean luke has become the force that vader was and uh, it's luke, uh, luke skywalker and r2d2 uh, a very interesting looking luke skywalker uh, a lot of people noticed very uh, uh we'll, maybe we'll get to that um yeah um you know luke luke shows up helps helps everything puts everything to right and um you know the 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 boy i didn't even talk about who they also teamed up with here which was bo katan and the other um the other mandalorians who have been hunting moff gideon because they want the dark saber the dark saber is the ancestral so uh it's like a dark lightsaber that uh, is a relic of ancient mandalore the uh the both the the planet and the the first the first jedi mandalorian who wielded it and so the and he was also the king of mandalore so whoever holds the dark saber or i should say whoever wins the dark saber in combat um is the rightful heir of the planet mandalore and the rightful king uh it's kind of arthurian in a way and so in in the battle Mando is basically has to fight uh, Gideon to rescue Grogu and defeats him and takes the Darksaber, which Bo-Katan was hoping to do. Uh, She wanted to, you know, as the sister of the former queen of Mandalore, she was trying to kind of reclaim that throne. So we're left at the end of the show. Grogu goes with Luke to begin his Jedi training. Mando has the Darksaber and is the king of Mandalore, but doesn't really want it. Tries to give it to Bo-Katan, but Bo-Katan's like, yo, you gotta win that shit in battle. You can't just give it to somebody. Like, don't insult me like that. Well, and Moff so, Gideon's the one that said that. Bo-Katan was uh, pretty speechless the whole, the whole uh, time. Maybe she was. I, uh, and, so, and Moff Gideon, I think he was just in custody. Or did he escape at the end? I forget. I think he was in custody. I thought, I thought he was. And so uh, Boba Fett um helped they got they took care of business with the uh 
with the with with they held up his end of the bargain and helped. And then afterwards, he before you get to that, oh, before oh, you get yeah, to the final, ahead. could we finish talking about yes. the episode before we could we end with that? The, the, Yo, you want to end with that? Yeah, yeah I think we, let's all right, do sure. that. Um, okay, absolutely. I have one major uh, I have frustration with this episode. I'm I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm very nitpicky about like plots and plot devices, like you okay. mentioned the whole like jetpack thing, stuff like that bugs the crap out of me. Right. Um, in this episode, what bugged the crap out of me, and it's just so convenient. So they show up out of hyperspace in this Tie Fighter or Imperial shuttle that they've stolen, you yeah. know. Like with with Boba Fett chasing him, shooting at him, like as if they're in a panic situation. You're Moff Gideon. You're in a cruiser in deep space with a highly valuable package, and a random Imperial shuttle appears out of nowhere, saying it needs to dock. Like knows where you are, you know, happens to find you in space, says it needs to dock. I would shoot that shuttle out of the sky. That is so suspicious. I don't. That did not Espe- play realistic to me. Realistic to me at all, especially when it like refused to like. You know, it was. Uh, uh, mm. I hated, well, I hated and, that scene. You know, especially, I mean, we saw with Moff Gideon in the first season, he did not have any qualms about shooting mm-hmm. other Imperials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if somebody he deemed was in his way, get out of the way, you know? So I agree with you. That was a little bit out of character for him as they, well. They even <laughs> did the bit with the two sand troopers on the speeder bikes and, like, <laughs> yeah. over the radio yeah. about yeah. Moff Gideon <laughs> killed another person. And they're like, yeah. Okay, we'll stand by. <laughs> yeah, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. That was good. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that shot. It, it was a little, you know, but I mean, I think the argument to play the devil's advocate, the argument you can make is like it all happened so fast, right? Like you've got like a moment to to make a decision about whether you're gonna like blow a friendly craft out of the sky just because you don't like. Uh, you could you could at least make the argument well, for why somebody might hesitate, and that that hesitation's all the time they needed to get in. But I think you have a fair point there. So I think a great a Jedi once said, "You must never hesitate." I don't know if that was a Jedi. <laughs> Sean Connery a Jedi? Actually, and... It wasn't a Jedi. It was Sean Connery who should have been a Jedi, however, in The Rock. I mean, he shouldn't have been a Jedi in The Rock. In the but rock. He should, <laughs> should The Rock have been a Jedi? <laughs> Ooh. Wow, this is getting... Whoa, this is going full. Dwayne The Rock no, Johnson would make no. a good Jedi master. No. Oh, what? No, no, no. No, I agree. No. I think we, no. we have to... I think I hate to say this. Well, no, never mind. I'm not going to say Like that. a meathead Jedi? Like, don't get me wrong. I Why love not? The Rock. But... Why not? You know, Imagine like, The Rock going up against General Grievous. stories there. Like, that would have been awesome. I mean... Joke slamming him. <laughs> <laughs> force force like what backbreaking him <laughs> could be some good stuff there all speaking right of jedis speaking of jedi and luke entering this this ship yeah what did you guys think of bridge that? i thought it was amazing i thought it was freaking awesome like i was on the edge of my sh- my my sheet when i saw the x-wing fly by and i was like okay that's a lone x-wing that's a little weird and then like we don't Get, and they totally do this on purpose, which is fantastic. We're watching through the security footage, so course, it's a little yeah. a little blurry, and then we see the lightsaber pop up, and we're still watching through the footage. For some reason, they have intergalactic space travel, but they don't have color CCTV, so it's black and white. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's black and white. But then when they go to the live shot, we see the green saber, and it, like it's just obvious to everybody at that point. So we're like jumping up and down and he goes in there just like a badass. I think my favorite part was probably the the force choke onto mm. the dark droid. Dark trooper. Dark trooper. 
and like just completely crushed them like a tin can, like like a soda can that you just finished pounding. Like it was it was awesome because I've never seen anybody force choke anything that was inanimate before. Right. And then so he just grabs this metal. Well, except for like Vader when he's throwing all that shit at Luke in Empire, I think it was. It's force, yeah. I mean, force telekinesis is kind of in the same realm yeah, as but, force. But to right? just crush them like yeah. holistically, that was that was epic. So I was. Yeah, my impressions were really high, and that was an exciting moment. Imagine if Vader would have done that to, like, Admiral Ozzel instead of just, like, a... Yeah. If he's just, like... <laughs> Insides and rib cages <laughs> and they just collapse. It would, have been a, it would have been a little bit of a different movie, but, uh, you know, if they, if, they, if they had wanted to, they could have made Darth Vader a little bit more scary than... I think he was already kind of scary for his time. He certainly was at the time. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a villain. He was, yeah, yeah he was bad. What did you think, Shy, of the of Luke Skywalker sighting? Yeah, I thought it was great. I think it's funny too. Like you mentioned the music, I don't pick up on that. I don't know the Luke Skywalker music, oh, but I did. I did the, see I would, the. Uh, I don't know if there was actually Luke Skywalker music or not. Oh, was I was a, impressed. I was like, I was, that's a smiley dude. No, I mean, no, no, that that was a. I was sorry. I was kind of referencing uh, the binge mode podcast. They say that a lot whenever like somebody shows up. Gotcha. Unexpectedly or maybe expected. Is that so and so's music I oh, hear? Like, nice. sorry, so little gotcha. binge mode. Not Man, I was like, I was super impressed. Um, <laughs> the one thing I did notice was the hand. So you could yeah. tell that he had the he had the he had the yeah. extra he had the different Michael hand. Jackson glove. And so it's funny. I was watching him with my mom and my dad, and um, and they did not pick up on Luke until like he actually shows his face. And then later we were talking about we love to talk about stuff afterwards. And I was like, did you know it was Luke? I'm like, yeah, I saw, you know, the green saver, the hand, like it was kind of obvious at that point. And they're like, they're like, see, I didn't, the single X-Wing also didn't like, t- didn't, didn't really? like tell it to me. Like, I, I, didn't, I guess I just, we've seen X-Wings flying around in the universe, I guess in yeah. pairs, but like, I guess the fact that it was by itself didn't, I don't know. Um, what I, what I loved about that scene though, I really loved the like farewell between the Mandalorian and Grogu. Like, I think that was yeah. just really touching and they've kind of spent two seasons building did, up to make it feel weighty, you know, like really make it feel he like take it his, Did he take his helmet off there too for oh, him? He, uh, for Grogu? I, don't, I don't think so. I think he just looked at him like through the I helmet. I thought he did. I thought Maybe he, he did. He did. He took the helmet for... off and everybody, didn't he? And then like, cause Grogu touched his face, right? I thought so. Yeah. You're so... right. He did take it. So I guess now everybody knows. I guess I forgot, forgot about that. So it wasn't just that. Yeah. He removed so, his yeah. helmet in order to treat his, wait, no, hold on. Yes. <laughs> to treat his fans to, <laughs> to, treat... a, to, to a special show. Treat... <laughs> Mando let baby Yoda touch his face. Oh. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, I have to give credit where credit is due. I think I already did give credit on the podcast previously, but I, I have to say it again, if I, and just in case I didn't. So when, when Ahsoka Tano tells Mando, you know, have him reach out to a for, through the Force, and if there's any Jedi out there, um, you know, they'll come. My wife, who I was watching this with, Sarah, said, Luke Skywalker. And I was like, no way. Like, Luke is not going to be in the Mandalorian. No like, it's too big. Yep. It's too big for, like, <laughs> like they're not going to tie it that closely to the actual movies. And she's like, what other Jedi is there right now? And I was like, well, that's a good point. But, like, I don't think it's going to be Luke. And so when that, when that X-Wing flies by, she got very excited. And I was like, damn, she called it. She knew. So Sarah freaking knew. Uh, that it was Luke Skywalker. Good call on her part. I didn't think that was going to happen. But I did think it was super cool. I thought it was an awesome cameo in a season filled with very awesome cameos. Um, I think it really, it's like this, this, in a show like this, there's there's definitely two viewpoints that I've seen 
represented online. There's people who like the Mandalorian specifically because it's not tied to the movies. It's not about it's not about the same characters that we've seen over and over and over again. They like to see something that like can just be its own thing. And so I know there were people who were actually disappointed that this season got so tie in with everything else, mm. but I think they're more the minority. I think most people like kind of being able to place like, where does this fit into the own guys? He can still be doing his own thing, but like, it's cool to see that like, yes, Luke is still out there doing stuff, right? Like these other pieces are moving around and, and like, it makes you feel connected. It's what the Marvel movies did so well. And why I think that one of the reasons the Marvel, the MCU is so successful is that they always tied things back in very subtle and a lot of times very subtle in little ways where like you would see things or like news clippings or headlines or, or people would make an aside that made you feel like, yes, we're watching Iron Man, but like, the other stuff is still going on. The other characters are still out there. We're all part of actually one cohesive story. And obviously that's what they're trying to do here with Star Wars is make it more like that. Make all these different things kind of come together and, and expand the world. So it's more than just Luke Skywalker and his family. But If I can say something too that I think has been special about the Mandalorian is I think it's treated some of these older fan favorite characters with maybe more respect than, than what we saw in the movie, and especially in the most recent trilogy. Boba Fett, like, as you point out before, was a great example. Well, and Luke. I mean, Luke shows up and he's a badass. And like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think like I think what was hard for, I was hard for me with episode seven was for seeing sure. Han and Leia show up, which I mean, probably very realistically, like they were separated. They kind of had like gone to their old ways, but like you kind of hoped like, ah, oh, they were going to be this like amazing family. They, they didn't be together, have the happy like, ending um, that you thought that they would get after episode six. Right? And, then, and then they start just like phasing them out, like, like randomly to a certain extent, right? It just, I don't know, it was like, like they decided to include them for fan service but then didn't like give you the fan service it was just very odd i don't know um and then yeah, what well, they did to luke skywalker like just being this grumpy hermit the whole time right. and it's like uh okay yeah. the whole leia han thing i can kind of emotionally deal with but now luke too and yeah because yeah. they wanted these new stars to rise and not them take all the you know all the spotlight and absolutely just Finn, didn't see the right. hero of the Star Wars universe. It, well, this is great. I love where you went with this. We didn't plan this because, because you know, you just segued perfectly into this. But I mean, that was a lot of people. Everybody has their own opinion, right? So I'm definitely generalizing here. But a lot of people didn't hate the new characters in the sequel movies, right? It's not people tend to like Ray and Poe and even Finn to an extent, like. Like most people, it's it's not that they hated the new characters in the new movies. It's what you said. It's that they didn't love the the way that they treated like like the future that they put these characters in didn't feel like the way they left them, right? They left at the end of Return of the Jedi and these are three awesome badass characters who've just won a great victory in their prime. And like you thought that like, sure, they're going to have trials and tribulations, but that they were going to go on to be all right. They won the battle. And like now you come back and like you said, like Luke just isn't, it's not the way people wanted him to be, you know, like Han and Leia, like I think I, I agree with what you said, Van. I think Han and Leia were a lot more it's like, well, okay, you can kind of see that, that maybe their relationship was going to have some rocky patches or whatever. And like, they, they were all kind of doing what they did. But I think it, it, it was the thing, that was kind of the thing that set the tone poorly for some people with the sequels. And then yep. a lot of the plot 
lost people as well. And so that brings us to something. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. We hadn't talked about it in advance. So we're kind of going off the cuff here, but one of the, I've watched a number of fan theories that said that have talked about that between what they've seen in real life, between the way, um, uh, and sorry, let me make sure I get uh, my, my people right here. Um, so what do you mean your people as, as we know, um, cause I always, I always confuse Dave Filoni with, um, the guy who does the Marvel movies, Fillion, um, not Nathan, Nathan Fillion, not Nathan, who am I thinking? Are you talking about directors? Another... Yes. Are you talking, talking about, about John the... Favreau versus John, no, not John, mm. Fa- but who's the other guy who works with Favreau on, on the MCU? Uh, what? Not da- I don't are you talking about like, it, are you talking about, um, West Joss Whedon? No, I'm not talking about Joss Whedon. I'll I'll look this up. Uh, I'll I'll do a cleanup. James Gunn? No, not not no no no. <laughs> not the director oh, of the movie, the producer. Where are you going God damn with it. this? Uh, I should have looked this up in the in the in the middle section. It's irrelevant. Um, it's irrelevant. We'll talk about that later. What we're talking about is Dave Filoni, and we're talking about John Favreau, right? They're kind of the two people who are like in charge of of the Mandalorian. All right. Right. Um, I've never heard of. Filoni or, or who, Dave yeah. Filoni, he's 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 yeah. he's like the the top guy over there, along with it's he uh, and John Favreau are the two gotcha. who are who are kind of who've kind of been tasked with kind of re getting Star Wars kind of back on its feet. Cool. Um, and so there's there's a number of fan theories out there because I guess there's been a lot of creative disagreement between them after the success they've had with The Mandalorian and Kathleen Kennedy, who is kind of the reigning czar of Star Wars with Disney. Right, um, and so a lot of people are wondering, especially the way they showed Luke, the the way that Grogu isn't in any of the sequel movies, are they planning to try to retcon the sequel movies, kind of like retcon them out of the canon, which, uh, you know, it's something that you see a lot in like comic books and stuff, and so that's why it kind of comes up. It's not unheard of for like, I mean, you think about what Disney did with all of the. Star Wars, what used to be canon, all the books and video games and things that were historically canonical to the Star Wars universe, they said, no, it's not canon anymore. Um, and so, like, there's there's people who think that this is the first step to them actually rewriting the story of what happens after the Return of the Jedi. I can see you both look very surprised by that. You never yes. like. But I, again, I'm not saying uh, I believe that. I was asking, I, I guess, let me get your thoughts, uh, even if it's maybe clear on your face. <laughs> Go ahead, Chai. I, I don't like that idea. I don't, I mean, the sequel, we, we did our, we did our, you know, Star Wars mega series. Yes, we I, I don't need to expand on that more, but I, despite all the issues and the blemishes in the, in the sequel trilogy, I like how it wrapped up. I thought, I, I do like how it ended. I don't know that I would want, having seen that series, is it for them just to be like, well, that's it's not canon anymore. So I think there's a lot of explanations for Grogu if they want to either bring him forward into the universe, like that he was just off doing. We know like Yoda was hermiting on a planet for like decades. I'm sure when there were many crises, crises. You know what I mean? It's not because yeah. just because the world, the universe is about to end, Grogu doesn't have to show up and save everybody. Or he could have died. It's probably like, like ten years worth of crises. Yeah, for all we know, he could have died as well. And you know, like I mean, maybe they'll, you know, who knows what's gonna happen with Grogu? We'll we'll find out hopefully. What do you think, Van? I, I, it just, I don't, I don't even want to entertain the thought because it just seems so outlandish that Disney would cancel their own series that they spent, who knows, God knows how much money on. Yeah, I just, it's like a non-point to me. 
Interesting. Interesting, so you but you think you think it's a wild theory, though. Yeah, it's interesting, but I I think it's a word of the of the year. I think it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess time will tell. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I think I agree with Shy. I didn't love the the sequel movies, as I think I've has been fairly well documented. But um, and this will lead into our next our next discussion, perhaps pretty well. But um, you know. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I think it should go away, right? Like just because I don't agree with it or think I, I feel like it could have done been done a lot better. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I think were, were were just ridiculous, but it is what it is. Like it's out there. Like you you live with it and you do a lot. Like what we saw here, right, with the Mandalorian. One of the things you said earlier, Shy, was you like how they kind of went back and fleshed some stuff out, right? With with you, you they they gave Boba Fett a chance to be more of a badass than he ever was in the movies, which is something mm-hmm. people didn't like. We talked about with um, Rogue One that they were able to kind of go back and address kind of a, what some people felt was a plot hole. Like you have this super big space station and you just blow it up with one shot, like, come on. Well, now we have a way to like explain that and make that a little bit more palatable. And maybe it's not perfect, but maybe you say, okay, that makes a little bit more sense now. Like if there's things you don't like about the the sequel movies like address them in future content and like build stuff around it to to make things make more sense you know like i'd love to see like an emperor palpatine spin off story to like yeah, like, yeah show us how he, got how he there. came back it's oh, like, awesome. make, it's like a slow-paced drama right? like, dude like oh, yeah oh. slow-paced dark <laughs> drama Ooh, like oh that thriller, would be good psych- yes. psychological thriller you could have some get cool david fincher to direct it and then that makes it that much better and then when you get there in the movie like it's not like this doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. I agree, hundred like, percent. Did you know how he got here? Like this was crazy. Like yeah. so that's how I, that's how I believe in. in yeah. Have you seen stuff. Sidious? Oh, you should watch that freaking. So there good. you go, yeah. Sidious, dude. You got the yeah, name for it. I know. Call call, call Disney right now. Tell them to pencil one more in this this cycle. All right, get started on that shit. Smile. <laughs> you were going through the list of movies that have contributed things to the canon. You didn't mention Solo and how it explains Han's last name. I mean, it was given to him by an Imperial because he was by himself. Right. I mean, that like that is the contribution of that movie. Um, that that actually was a cool thing. I thought the most I epic that, last name. I thought like... I thought that was dope. Star Wars, like that was like, they didn't need so to do on. that, but they did, and it was, so and I was okay with it. I was okay with it. Uh, that movie was so good. Like I still, ho- I'm still hopeful that as they continue to have success with some of these spinoff things, hopefully we'll get back to Solo Two in some form. So I know we don't have time, and we we certainly want to talk about Cara Dune's departure from the store or from the series from the company and so door hitting her ass on the way out but i want to talk about if we can quickly like where do we go from here as far as mando goes we still haven't talked about the cookie we still haven't talked about the easter egg at the end of the last episode of mandalorian we we still have a little bit more to do here so here's what i suggest i think that we should pause on the gina carano cara dune controversy Hmm. for today i think we we need to mention it but don't have the discussion we tease it and I think we do a full podcast dedicated to cancel culture. Yes, thank you. We've been talking about it. That's a podcast of its own. So we'll do that. So let's, let's, let's touch that very, very quickly. Um, yep. You know, so Cara Dune was a very popular character in, uh, in, in, in the show. Um, she was uh, word was she was getting her own show, or at least was going to be part of one. People thought that the new uh, new Republic Rangers show that was announced was going to feature her prominently. And um However, she's had a bit of a history with 
trouble on social media where she said things that have been kind of insensitive to a number of different groups. And uh, another one came out a couple days ago, which caused a, a pretty big stir. And so Disney kind of cut her off and said, you're no longer employed with us and we don't foresee you being employed in the future. So she was canceled for sharing something on social media. Um, we'll, we'll all have a lot to say about that and we will get very deep into it. Um, I know I've got a lot to say about it, but um, that's what happened. And so uh, I've heard that there's been a lot of pressure the other way now, that a lot of people are very upset that they, that she was canceled like that and want her to, to be to be put back in so it'll be interesting by the time we do that show to see if disney has disney flip-flopped on that have they brought her back um i find that somewhat unlikely i don't think yeah i don't think that, i don't think it'll happen they either. would do but you know stranger things have happened um so yeah three seasons of it it's a really I, good series ooh. oh i see yeah. stranger th- okay thank you i was like or did i did shy cut out did i not hear him say something because i i'm with you now though okay so that happened. We want to acknowledge that. Um, and we'll get into whether we agree, disagree, condone. Uh, what's the opposite of condone? Just a general discussion yeah. on where we're, we are. Yeah. We're going to go yeah. deep on that. We're going to go deep on that. because Yeah, I'd like to go deep on <clears throat> Anyway. Um... <laughs> are you going to wear yeah, a Mandalorian let... helmet to that episode, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need to. <laughs> that is a strong um, woman. So let's talk about uh, the cookie cutter, because that's going to lead into where we go from here, I think, a little bit. That's also a future, not cookie cutter, Easter, Easter egg. egg. What? What is it? Cookie cutter. I don't know what that was. Uh, right. So at the very end, we get we get our we again in in Marvel fashion, we kind of get our our post credits teaser, um, where we see Boba Fett returning to Jabba's palace, where a fat Bib Fortunata, who how the or Bib Fortuna, sorry, I always call him Fortunata, but I think it's Bib Fortuna. How did that guy survive Jabba's sales barge? That, I'd like to know that. He miraculously didn't die, and then 10 seconds later, he does get killed by Boba Fett, who uh, has decided to reclaim and presumably take over Jabba's uh, old empire. So we've got a lot of going forward threads. Obviously, we have Grogu training with Luke. We have Mando with the uh, with the dark, dark saber, saber and, and what's going to happen with Emperor. Mandalorian. Yeah, we whatever have that is. Boba Fett and what he's going to be getting up to. We have Ahsoka Tano who is hunting for Grand Admiral Thrawn. We have Cara, Cara Dune's character. We have Cara Dune's character who again was recast uh, as <laughs> right. We'll see what happens. Selena Gomez. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, gosh, we didn't talk a little bit different stature, either, but... but God, we we just don't have enough time to get to everything. It's ridiculous. Um, what games you guys been playing? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Let's talk a little bit about like what are you looking forward to? So we know there is a season three of Mandalorian mm-hmm. scheduled, but not for like another year. Like it's not coming out till like Christmas ish of twenty twenty one. In the meantime, there are a number of other things announced, Obi. including Obi Wan show finally. Oh, um, and Which isn't Ewan McGregor coming for. back for that? Yes. Yes. And, and Darth Maul, right? Isn't that? Well, Darth Maul, presumably, but also um, Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hayden Christensen has been confirmed for the Obi-Wan one. So I think that's Are you amazing. serious? I didn't yes. know that. And people don't know if that'll be as Darth Vader or as like flashback to like pre-Darth Vader Anakin. So very exciting. 
But what do you like specifically? Let's let's focus a little bit because it's a, obviously a wide net, and we're pretty much out of time here. Let's focus down on the Mandalorian. What do you guys think about the go forward? How it ended, and and maybe what you want to see or what you're hopeful for. Um, let's start with Shy. I've been starting every episode. Every every. Bit I'll start. Yeah, I think it was absolutely it. fantastic. I think it was a great end. And I'm super excited about where it goes because I will watch any one of those series that spins off. They all sound interesting to me and they don't sound cheap or forced. Like I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally invested in, in those spinoffs. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them all. I, uh, I would have been perfectly happy if it had ended with the way it ended. I, I don't, my biggest fear is that they run this series into the ground. Like so many big companies do with good series. Mm. Um, so I hope that they end it at a good point. I think that was, I think it would have been a great point with them having had two great seasons them having this relationship. He sends Grogu off with Luke. We don't really need to know what happens. You know, we don't, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Mandalore. And I think there's a lot of good stories I can tell, but I just don't want them to, to ruin the series by the time it comes to an end. To me, the Do you think the second series was better than the first series? Season Man, was better I, than the first season. I think I would say, I think it is, but I think it only because the first season is yeah. so good. I think like, like anything that, that builds well, I mean, it, the foundation maybe isn't as good as where it gets, but it needs that foundation. Right. I mean, yeah. And you always have those like impactful stories in your back pocket. So like how many did they use the second season that, that they're going to be pull out, be able to pull out the third season too. So, hmm. yeah. The interesting question for me is if indeed the third season focuses mostly on mando and not really and you know grogu baby yoda is not really involved it'll be interesting to see how much of the show's popularity and success hinged on on the baby yoda character you know like is is mando strong enough to carry it himself um without baby yoda there for the for the adorable factor um i'll be very interested to see if if that is the case too like what my wife thinks of it um if she likes it more or less or the same if baby Yoda's not really in it, because I know she loves bring Grogu, Grogu back. Well, like I, in, I mean, in the second episode, and maybe just, they will. Shows back up again. Maybe yeah. they will, but but if but it it's kind of set up, don't you think, to not necessarily be that? It seems like yeah, with Luke walking away for, with them, and yeah, yeah, that like and Mando obviously has his own things to to carry him. So we'll see. Time will tell. We will we'll find out. All right. Any final thoughts? We did not really get to even everything I wanted to talk about because a lot of people were uh, wanted to comment on how we have a space Boston because of Migs Mayfield. Um, it's like that Boston accent is very strong. And it's like, why is there a guy with a Boston accent in the Star Wars universe? I don't know. It was kind of a, not a controversy, but people- I love Bill Burr's character. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was awesome. I it thought he funny. did a great job too. too. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have thoughts on the Mandalorian or the future of the Star Wars franchise or anything else that you want to tell us, you should hit us up. We have a Twitter handle. It's at Focus Target. We will try not to be canceled by posting obscene things on there. Uh, we have a YouTube page. It's YouTube. Uh, the YouTube website, Focus Target Podcast, is the channel, and we you can see us podcasting in all of our glory here. You can see Shy's new apartment uh, in the background, which is not super. It's, a little bit decorated we got baby yoda hanging from the from the rafters but uh maybe maybe as the shows go on we'll get a little bit more decor back there and uh, of course you can email us at focus target podcast at gmail.com so for the focus target podcast i'm your host smiley this is shy and i'm van as always cover us porkins we're out